Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. And that's what humorology is, is, is taking that information from a psychological level, from a comedy level, from a, a, a musical level even, and, and pulling them together and going, how can that improve everyday life and everyday business to make people happier and the workplace more productive? Welcome to the Humorology Podcast with me, Paul Barros, and my glittering lineup of guests from the worlds of business, sport, and entertainment, who are going to share their wisdom and their use of humor. Humorology is the study of how humor can dramatically improve your business success and your life. Humorology puts the fun into business fundamentals, increases the value of your laughing stock, and puts a punchline back into your bottom line. Please remember to like, subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. My guest on this edition of the Humorology podcast is Brian Colbert. Sorry, Brian Paul, is Paul, an Paul, actor. Paul, 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 stop right there. Your guest on this episode is Paul Barros. Uh, the tables have been turned a little bit. This is about you. Um, you know, too many people, you've been interviewing too many people saying what this humorology stuff is about. Okay. So we want to know now, what's your version of it? We've heard their oh. version. What's your version? So what oh. is humorology? What's it all about? Oh, well, humorology is, um, I, I like to call it the art and science of using humor and comedy in commerce. Really, it's about um, how to show leaders, how to show business people, how to drive success into their business through what I would call the scientific application of humor, which is, and I know you'll have a problem with the word scientific. For sure. I don't it's... believe in science. <laughs> the world is flat, Paul. Yes, we know that. And by the way, just, just before you answer that question, how can, how can a person who's not funny uh, do a book and a seminar on humorology? Well, you know what? You can fool all of the people all of the time. Gotcha. I went to the Trump school of just actually look confident, tell people that you know what you're talking about, and they'll all line up and go with you. Very good. So, so listen, though, about humorology, tell us, like, what is it? What's the target of it? What, what's your job? And what, what are you doing with this stuff? Like, and how is it going to affect business? Bottom line. Well, the bottom line is that when people connect, I mean, if people are laughing and they are relaxed, it's a marker that the group is in a good place. And every business 
wants their 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 employees, the people they work with, that's at board level or shop floor level, to be in a good place. I don't agree do with that at all. I've worked for businesses that are complete assholes. Let's be honest. Like, yeah, basically, I didn't care about how I feel. Uh, they wanted to, to empty, turn me upside down, and empty the money out of my pocket or the energy out of my soul. Yeah, and and the point I would make there is you're not working for them anymore, are you? That's very true, absolutely. So. And you you are one of the smartest people I know in business. So how did they screw up their business by not keeping you? And that's the whole point, is that actually you need to keep the best people in your businesses. And how you do that is by bonding those people, by making them feel valued. And really what you're saying, does that. Paul. You're selling golden handcuffs. You are selling this philosophy, basically, that says if you keep people smiling, happy, engaged, connected, and efficient, then you can own them. Is that is that basically what numerology is about? <laughs> yeah, I, I want people's souls, basically. Okay. It's, it's, so you're starting a cult here. This is a cult, correct? Of course, humorology cult's huge, yeah. I mean, but everybody gets to be happy in the cult. That's what you're saying. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, uh, well, I mean... Uh, and so happy that they will reach into their pockets and give me all their money. I like that approach. I, I think I'll buy the book <laughs> straight away. You have me sold. I go to the seminar. I'm already on. I don't care whether it's good. If you've got the figure, you figured it out. Tell us though, really though. So what are you at? What are you trying to do? Like what, what, what's the end product of this? What are you doing for business? I'm a businessman. So why should I imply you? Why should I read your book? Why should I attend your seminar? Well, because it's very practical. Um, it, it doesn't just talk about the, the concept of how, you know, funny equals money. It, it actually talks about how the little things that you in, engender into the office culture can actually impact on the whole of the bottom line. It's about understanding that by closing the communication gap using humour, you know, what leaders and followers connect more. And fundamentally, that changes the way everybody you know, works. And if you want people to work better, having a, a laughter attitude or a humorology attitude will uh, impact on every level. People want to stay in the business. People want to do better for you. People will go the extra mile. Will people take you seriously, Paul? That's the question. Now, I know the answer to the question, in fairness, but will people take you seriously? I like the Charlie Brooker quote, which is, every laugh is a minute in an escape hatch from the darkness that surrounds us. And actually, will they actually go with that? Will they understand and take it seriously? You have to understand that if you are serious all the time, that has consequences. That has consequences on the, the, the way people feel, the way, you know, even if you look at it on a simple HR level of, you know, uh, days off, you know, if why do people have days off? Well, if you look at the statistics now, stress is one of the, the, the biggest things for people. Having... I don't think so, Paul. In Ireland, I knew that doesn't work. The, the reason we take days off is because of hangovers. It's not for stress. <laughs> like It's the stress maybe of the hangover, possibly, but the reason we really take time off is because you had a great night the night before. That, that's, that's, and that that's applies to everybody in Ireland. There's no one in Ireland that doesn't apply to it. It's that's something we hold with, with pride. I don't like the stereotype around that, but it's every person in Ireland is like that.
And yeah, most like, of people in England, because most of people in England have actually been from Ireland somewhere along the, 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 the process as well. And then when you take the Germans too, Germans do that a, a quite a lot as well. So I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's not very scientific, Bob. <laughs> you make a good point and I stand I Well, I drink on... a good point. <laughs> So, but really, Paul, when you're talking about this stuff is that I, you're not saying be funny all the time. That's not what you're not saying. No. You're not saying you have to be funny all the time. You don't have to put on a red nose and be laughing and clapping all the way to the bank type of thing. No, it's it's about finding your funny bones so when you can so you can use them appropriately when when it's necessary. Um, and by the way, I think it's necessary much more often than people think. I think by you know it's finding that balance between gravity and levity. Yeah. Is 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 the important. Of course, business is is important and it's important to take it seriously. But actually, the more seriously you take the business, the more humor you should be able to add into it because it will increase productivity. I, there was a really interesting study, and I know that you love scientific studies, um, that relaxation, relaxation brought about by laughter uh, opens the mind to creative thinking. And in business, we need to think creatively. Um, there were, one business did a, a scientific test, or I don't know if that's science or um pseudoscience but it doesn't really matter they did a test whereby they showed people robin williams the comedian's uh, videos and before that they'd got them to solve tricky logic puzzles and what after they showed them the videos their their capacity improved by 20 percent to solve those well, puzzles that was probably now because they were stupid in the first place though <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like if they weren't doing the correct thing, we we follow the the Platonic um, process. Plato would believe that if you drink enough wine, that's where good ideas come from. So obviously, you're not doing it properly. <laughs> okay, we've gone back to the drinking thing. You think everything can be solved by a, a pint? I'm with Tommy Tiernan, the, the Irish comedian, who said that when God made the Irish people, he didn't finish the process. He forgot to put in the five pints of Guinness. And we've been working to do that ever since. <laughs> I love Tommy. Yeah, he's a good point. guy. So, but here's the deal, though. Let's say I'm a serious businessman, and I do get it. I've seen you go in. By the way, you know, if we look at your background, uh, you have a psychological background, too. You've got a music background. You've got a comedy background. You're pulling a lot of disciplines into this. Is, is that right? You're putting a lot of stuff on the table for this one. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm, I'm drawing on all those backgrounds. I mean, my background in, uh, you know, as, as you know, and maybe our listeners don't know, my background is in comedy and music. I and I know it's your background. I didn't say it's your competence. <laughs> I, I recognize your background. <laughs> yeah, well, that is, uh, thanks. Yeah, uh, no, but... I'm here to build, build your self-esteem. Well, yeah, that's crushed, crushed. Uh, no, but... It is actually about drawing on those things, because if you've spent years playing the comedy store, that some of that rubs off. I mean, I've worked with, you know, all the, well, pretty much all the top comedians, you know, here in America, um, especially of their time. And uh, you're sitting in dressing rooms with them. You're watching them again and again. You're on tour with them again and again. And really, because of- Can we the, just go back the, to the dressing rooms bit, Paul? Is there something you're not telling us? 
<laughs> yes, but uh, there's lots I'm not telling you because, <laughs> sure. because I'll be sued. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's understanding that, that the psychological uh, aspect of, of the way I look at things draws on those things and goes, what were those people doing that was different and better? And how, and that's what humorology is, is, is taking that information from a psychological level, from a comedy level, from a, a, a musical level even, and, and pulling them together and going, how can that improve everyday life and everyday business to make people happier and the workplace more productive? So are you saying it's, is it, is this internal operations focused or is it customer focused or is it the full company focused? What, 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 where, where's your target in all of this? It's, it's full company because I, I think that humorology and humor generally is about every aspect of connecting. And, and, and you as a psychologist will know that really everything we do is about connection. Now, some people are going to say, well, no, I can, I can you know, live my life behind a computer screen and that. But you are still having to send an email to somebody to connect or, you know, do a virtual meeting. Paul, I'm, I'm an introvert. So the reason I do what I do is not because I like people. You know, I just do that because I'm afraid of people and I want to stay in the cave and make money. So what, 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 what's your game? That's mine. Like, what, what, what's your approach? Well, yeah, well, I would be the, the opposite. I, I actually, to, in, in order to uh, feel alive, I have to meet people. I, and, and maybe that's why I'm so driven to sort of um, give people that, that ability as well. So you're saying you're needy. I am very needy. Humour is, when you think about it, and by the way, you are uh, exemplifying what we're talking about because you say you're an introvert, but actually, you know, you, you're constantly in front of audiences, you're constantly executive coaching people in huge businesses. So you know that this stuff is really important. So even introverts need to be able to flick the switch and and be able to to turn on their humorology capacity well what i do and maybe this is the same as your technique what i do is when i look out into an audience okay i visualize them turning upside down and the money falling out of their pocket is that the correct way to do this <laughs> you know, yes is the answer no it's um to be honest, visualizing your audience as lovely people is is one of the things you know you and I have talked about before. But it's visualizing your audience as lovely is probably the most. I I'll tell you a story. I I had um, uh, I I was talking to an audience in Germany and and somebody put their hand up when I said I always walk into a room assuming everybody's lovely and a German man puts his hand up and goes This is not true. <laughs> and I went, sir, it's a concept in your head. And he went, no, but it's not true. I, I, not everybody's lovely. 10% mm, of people, horrible. Uh, don't. And I, I went, sir, it's a concept. It's about how your attitude and, 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 and how it affects your state. And he went, no, no, no. So we have a, a discussion from the stage. And finally, after about five minutes, he turns around to me and he goes, okay, I go with you most of the way. And I went, most of the way? And he went, 
Well, yes. Now I will walk into a room and presume that 99% of people are lovely. And I went, that means that when you've got a room full of 100 people, your unconscious mind will be going, where's the bastard? Absolutely. And I do that all the time, Paul. I think it's very safe. So basically, and I always make sure that I, I face the direction of the door. (laughs) <laughs> well and make sure that they've started the car there's a clear pathway exactly <laughs> one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on same goes for healthcare. that's why united healthcare offers flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more learn more at uh1.com Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. <laughs> so, but what you're saying there is that... Uh, there is an attitude that you do bring and there is I've seen you in action and I do know you're playful I do know that you're you've got that sort of a charming thing going on Uh, you could have Irish heritage because you've got that sort of the gift of of the gab yeah so (laughs) and and the thing about it is is that you go in in a playful way in a light way is that what you're you know you keep talking about connection is that what you're going after is that what is that what humorology is all about yeah, humorology is to to bring back the playfulness that that was uh, that we all had as children, really. Because I think what happens is when we get into the serious business of business, you know, we lose that that ability to play, and um, we are all sort of still have that childlike attitude somewhere buried in us, and some people bury it deeper than others. What I'm trying to do is... When I was um, uh, in business in terms of um, working for someone else, I remember at one stage I said, I know what I'm doing. I'm working my way into an early heart attack. That was because I was too serious. And that that was the moment that I changed, that I said, hold on, this seriousness can actually affect your, not just your mental health, but your physical health. So yes. are you, are you, cause you know, the science basically, and, and I know sometimes science hits me accidentally and I do know the science uh, of humor can actually flood the body with endorphins and means you'd be healthier anyway. Correct. Yes. Because so really, when you... if you think about the pitch doctor, and I know you've written lots of books and stuff like that around the pitch. So really this could be basically it's the, 
the funny doctor. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm not sure I like the ambiguity of that. To be... <laughs> you know what I'm doing. Yeah, I do know what you're doing. No, but actually, I thought what you were saying, uh, when you create stress hormones in your body, it reduces your resilience immeasurably. Yeah. So actually, what you're doing with humorology is, is counteracting those stress hormones. So you're saying funny equals profit. Because the bottom line is, if a person is less stressed, their capacity to be more productive is massively increased. Their immune system's healthier, the whole lot basically, so they're, they feel good and they're more connected to their work. That means money. That's simple, simple terms. Uh, just looking at it from pure uh, sort of uh, really financial terms, that means money. Well, absolutely. And I, I think that's what people have to start to recognize. And, and, and that, that's my mission, if you like, is to get companies to recognize the only way you're going to get a company to uh, open their doors is when they understand that it affects the bottom line. You know, as I said, you know, putting a punchline back into your bottom line. And the great the thing that you're saying is that you don't have to be funny and you're a living example of that. You don't have to be funny <laughs> to make money. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That, I'm, uh, that's what I want on the poster, to be honest with you. It, it, yeah. <laughs> but the thing that comes across, Paul, all the time is, and I know I can do this with you and you're a good friend, that I can literally take the mick out of you all the time. And you have that attitude. That's what you have, though. Is that a part of humorology that you can be that playful, that your ego is not that big, that you can just take the hit in the chin and have fun with it? Yeah, and I think that that's one of the big, well, thank you for the compliment, but it's one of the biggest things. I think you have to be able to laugh at yourself. Um, there was a really interesting bit in James Comey, the former FBI director's book, um, that he said he'd never seen President Trump laugh. Um, and for Comey, uh, Laughter in a leader is a signal of openness and a willingness to, to show vulnerability, if you like. And the mark of a great leader is the combination of things that seem contradictory, really. Um, enough confidence to be humble. And that's, uh, that's really what we're talking about. I think having... humility is overrated, Paul. You, know, you want to <laughs> knock that on the head straight away. You well, know when... I mean? You know, it's hard to be humble when exactly. you're as great as us, to well, be honest with you. That's what I'm saying. Like, so, so really what you're saying, you're dumbing this down out of your awesomeness to help the common man to feel better about themselves. Is this what you're saying? Is this what humorology is really about? Uh, yes, basically. <laughs> uh, no, no, really. What, I'm, what I make it is, uh, I, and actually there is a point there in dumbing it down because actually I'm simplifying what's going on. So people are not frightened of the process. And so, you know, even though I know you were uh, doing a gag, I actually, what I'm doing is I'm simplifying the process and going, this is actually accessible. It's, it's, there isn't that, you know, there are steps you can take to make yourself more employable, to make yourself more pleasant, to make yourself a better leader, to make yourself connect on every level. And these are what humorology is. Now, of course, they're built from psychology and they're built from comedy, but it's nobody's put them together to date. And that's really what I want I mean, to do. And that includes you. <laughs> so, so really, once this book comes out, 
uh, basically, I'll be able to produce the correct book about it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'll need somebody clever to do to actually make it make sense of it. To be honest, well, that, that's you. me out straight away. <laughs> I didn't think you had to be smart to do it. Yeah. So, who's the funniest person you ever met? Um, in business, um, well, there's a couple of people that come to mind, but in business, um, I'm a big fan. I worked with Alex Mahon, uh, who's the CEO and she's of Channel 4, and she is really, really smart because uh, she, she's, I, I always call her two brains. She's really smart, and she had that ability to be analytical and funny, and I, I really admire that. And the other person, because I know it's... It's my show. I can answer twice if you like. Uh, um, but I actually, I met John Lydon, um, who uh, for for people who don't know John Lydon, he was Johnny Rotten in the Sex Pistols, and I was lucky enough to be flying back from Los Angeles first class, and we were sat next to each other, and became sort of very close in the uh, sort of uh, eleven hours, um, and he was so smart and so funny and i just i just and he was really good at business and he was a he was a businessman because he bought all the sex pistols business back and got it all back took it to court um um sued malcolm mclaren who uh, tried to rip them off um and he was a really but he was didn't have to pretend that he 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 was he was just genuinely hilarious and he even took, like, you know, even the sex business, he saw that as a joke too, a lot of the way through as well. He often talks about that, which is pretty impressive. What's the funniest movie you've ever watched? Uh, I have to say, as a musician, I, I will always go back to Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap. And with um, friends of mine who are musicians, people like Mark Bedford, who we had recently on the Humorology podcast from Madness, we, we can spend a whole lunchtime just to sort of like doing quotes from, you know, and there's always a quote that will, you know, you know, it's a very fine line between clever and stupid. You know, it's those kind and of And you're quotes. walking it every single day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sometimes you fall on for the serious bit, sometimes, but most times. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. so I like a good book that makes me laugh. Now, I've, I've read The Pitch Doctor. I find that hilarious. <laughs> like, you know, someone would actually produce a book like that. Yeah. It makes me laugh out loud. Yeah. What's your laugh out loud book? Um, the happiness habit. I thought it. I thought it might because be, yeah. I I couldn't believe the gall of a man to write it. A man be... from the bog in the Midlands, yeah, <laughs> writing a book about happy. What have you got to be happy about? Yeah, I come from a land of misery. Okay, basically, so you know, uh, because I'm Irish, we don't. We know, as you know, basically, we don't really inform our faces whether we're happy or sad. That's to keep everybody away from us. Yeah. So, but th th here's a question for you: Like, um, would you consider yourself a funny person? Would you say that? Um, I, th I think I know how to do funny, um, which is different from being a funny person. I don't think most, I, I get it is actually, I think I, I get funny. I know where the funny lies. I can find the funny. And can you teach it? Can you teach it to someone else? Can you, can you show me, uh, basically how to do funny, how to be funny? I can, yeah, I can teach you how to be funnier. Ah. Uh, can I teach you the, the the underpinning thing? Because I think that most people, and when I talk to friends of mine like Paul Merton, the comedian, we, we, we sincerely believe that actually you hear funny from a very young age and you get it and you can improve on it. Can I improve on it? 
Uh, in anyone, yes. Well, and I would say I... for you, yes, you can. <laughs> I'll give you a few tips can. after this. Like, yeah, from <laughs> Raw Fair, how to be funnier. Yeah. And you can put them in the book. How about that? Yeah, I can, well, I'll take anything I can get. Exactly. I understand. Okay. So, so uh, let me ask you a question. Like, would you could rather be considered clever or funny? Um, I think I'd rather be considered funny. Um, because you can't be considered clever. Well, it's no, yeah, that's a, well, I actually don't. I, 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 because I know so many people who I think know more than me, I, I don't ever consider myself clever, clever. I, you know, I always think, I, I suppose I, that's part of the, my makeup is I want to learn from everybody else. So, uh, I think I have areas of expertise, but I don't know if that's clever. And, and also, I, I, I have the kind of mind that's really good in a quiz that will remember, you know, my wife looks at me and goes, how do you know that? And I go, I have no idea. I just know that. That's, that stuff sticks. You know, the, you know, the 500,000 uh, pound question in who wants to be a millionaire. And I just go, oh, yeah, I know that. And they go, yeah. well, well, where's it's that? obvious then that you're not clever, because if you no. know the answer to those questions, why haven't you done who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> <laughs> question, you know? Well, I think it's probably I knew the answer to one question. Maybe, right, rather okay. than that. So yeah. You wouldn't have had to sell, sell these books and seminars and stuff like that. Do you know what I'm saying? So, but for a businessman listening to this, a person that's trying to build their business, and let's say they do have a soul and a heart and they want to help uh, their, their, their teams grow and the organization grow, what will they get from either reading your book or attending your seminar? What's, what's, the, what's the end goal? What's the outcome? What do they, what's their takeaway, their key takeaway? Key takeaway is that Anyone can get better at this. It is about a lightness of touch. It is about an attitude. And it is about actually um, changing the state of others. Because if you can change your state um, through the humorology um, rules, if you like, you can influence with integrity and persuade others to come along with you. So it's finding it's it's finding that lightness in laughter and turning gravity into levity. One of the things that people will say when they're listening to this, I expect, is that that's great for you, Paul. You're very natural. You're very good at what you do. I know personally, I've seen you walk into a room and literally everyone in the room will know you by the end of it. Now, they might be avoiding you, but they will know you. No, <laughs> but in truth, they'll all know you and they'll all like you. So you you are a master of your craft. There's no question about that. OK, and you don't just arrive in with simple skills. Your skills do have a depth to them as well. So now. That would, if I'm on the other end of that, I might be saying, okay, well, that's how good you are. How, how can I get to there? I'm a serious person. I, I don't have that playfulness. How can you help me to get to there? Um, I can do very simple things. I can, I can show you, uh, because I've spent years modeling people who do this very, very well. And what I'm really doing is I'm, I'm unpacking the rules of how to do it. And the rules are not to set your expectations to a level that aren't easily achievable. Um, the rules are just to go for the easy way in, which is, is, is finding ways in to get rapport with people. You don't have to be doing gag after gag after gag. In fact, people who do that are uh, sometimes very, very irritating. Your real humor comes from connection. What I'm doing is I'm, I'm taking humor 
to the next level by understanding that humor is all about have you connected first have you got sufficient rapport are you listening to somebody and if you're listening you can get a laugh that's basically it and so what the humorology steps are is taking you to that that state brilliant so listen uh you've met the queen you've met members of royalty you've met bill clinton you've you've traveled across the ocean with richard branson basically you know you've met all these people okay so this we could keep going on and we could name drop forever because there's so many people you've met okay do you approach them any differently? No, no, I, I, I really don't. The last time I remember being awed, um, really awed. I mean, Bill Clinton was interesting because I, I was a huge fan of his oratory. And uh, uh, so when I met him, but actually I've taught myself never to be awed. The last time I was awed, um, I met George Best um, because I, as a, as a, child I was like obsessed with him as a footballer and I I, I went into a childlike state when I was around him that's um, your permanent do I state treat... Paul <laughs> well it is a permanent state and actually I'm quite proud that I'm keeping my childlike state because then you can find the funny if you've got the childish attitude to it that's teasing, that's playing all the time, you can find the funny. And also you can work with people better. I'm actually, when you say, you know, I, I want to retain that, you know, who wants to grow up? You have to, you know, in order to, to find the funny, to be humorous, to connect with people, why would you want to grow up? You want to connect to other people on that level that you connected to as a child, which was teasing, playing. Well, Paul, what, what you're doing is what you're demonstrating, um, basically that your life is a legacy to the connections you've met, to the people that you've met. And what you're saying is you've just kept it light, you kept it bright, you kept it playful, you're having fun. And if you can do it in your world, you're saying, well, anyone can do it, or at least they can do part of it. And that's what you're offering here. Absolutely. I really do believe anyone can do it. Brilliant. Well, it's been a pleasure, Paul, as always. Um, uh, good, to, good to talk to you. And um, I know this is going to continue to be successful. Well done. Thank you, Brian. And thank you for taking the time for, you know, a top uh, psychologist to actually unpack um, humorology means a lot to me. And you know that you mean a lot to me. And thank you for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Pleasure. The Humorology Podcast was hosted by Paul Barros and produced by Simon Banks. Music by Steve Hayworth, creative direction by Les Hughes and additional research by Helen Sykes. Please remember to subscribe, like and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. This has been a Big Sky production. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.